This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, August 10th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. The federal program to deputize local law enforcement as federal immigration agents is expanding. What does that mean for federalism and local control of policing? The program's record is less than stellar. Matthew Feeney, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute, details the federal 287G program. 287G is a program that allows law enforcement agencies across the country to enter into an agreement with ICE, which is Immigration and Customs Enforcement, so that they can carry out certain immigration uh, law enforcement duties uh, when they're in jails or out in the field. So what this means is that local cops who have a 287G agreement if they have what is called a jail enforcement agreement, can process removable aliens at the jail. They can issue their own detainers and interrogate uh, people based on uh, suspected immigration violations. There was another kind of agreement that was called a task force agreement that the Obama administration announced at the end of 2012. It was dropping, which actually allowed police officers out in the field to carry out certain immigration enforcement duties. But uh, that was scrapped. But it's it's worth noting that in February, uh, then DHS Secretary John Kelly did explicitly mention uh, perhaps a return to that kind of 287G model. So why was that introduced? Why was, why is this, was this task force model started in the first place? Well, 287G uh, is so-called because it's part of the Immigration and Nationality Act. Uh, so it was always a uh, possibility. But the reason that it was scrapped is because there were widespread uh, allegations of racial profiling and problems associated with departments taking part uh, in this this particular kind of program. All right. So I guess what is the impact on local policing for having this program where uh, local law enforcement essentially uh, voluntarily becomes an apparatus of the federal government? So nonprofits and government bodies have noted that the impact of 287G agreements is not exactly ideal. So in 2011 and 2012, the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division issued two two reports on 287G. One of these focused on a county in Arizona and another in North Carolina. And the the findings were really quite disturbing. Uh, So for example, they found that in Arizona that this department – was targeting Latinos at checkpoints. Uh, Latino drivers were between four to nine times more likely to be stopped than similarly situated non-Latino drivers. And in North Carolina, the Department of Justice found that a pattern or practice of unconstitutional policing had been prompted by 287G. Uh, It won't come as a surprise that uh, nonprofits such as the ACLU have also noted that this is uh, a significant problem. In 2010, Wade Henderson, who was then the president and CEO of the Leadership Conference, in testimony said that the facts show that many local law enforcement agencies repeatedly use 287G agreements to stop, frisk, detain, arrest, question, harass, terrorize, and otherwise target individual Latinos and entire Latino communities. So I can see why many people might initially like the idea of a 287G agreement, but the evidence shows that actually it has, I think, a bad impact on uh, local policing and the relationship between communities and the police departments who are supposed to serve them. All right. So what is the impact on the relationship between police and their local communities? So 
I think it's uh, important to point out that 287G is a, a kind of agreement that happens across the country, but there's certainly been a pattern of 287G uh, not helping relationships between communities and police. And, and this isn't particularly surprising. If you are Latino in a – if you're a – uh, Latino citizen and you're in one of these communities where Latinos are being targeted, it shouldn't come as a surprise that you begin to have a negative view of the police department. All that said, this is the kind of thing that Donald Trump promised to do in the campaign. That's right. During the campaign, he promised to expand and revitalize a 287G program. And the latest news out of Texas is only uh, evidence to the fact that he is pursuing this. So at the end of 2016, there were 32 departments in 16 states with 287G agreements. And as of the recent news, there are today 60 departments in 18 states with 287G agreements. So we've almost doubled the number of departments that now have 287G agreements since the beginning of uh, – since the end of 2016. What is in it for local police? Uh, I can understand a sheriff, uh, an elected sheriff wanting to have this kind of arrangement in order to signal uh, to the public that he's tough on uh, illegal immigrants. But what do they what – the, what are the cash benefits essentially? So there have actually been a couple of studies that have found that the uh, fiscal impact is negative for counties that engage in this kind of agreement. Uh, you're right to point out that sheriffs um, perhaps have a, an interest in looking tough. Uh, after all, uh, you can you can flout your 287G agreement and it makes it look like you're doing something about illegal immigration. But we have to be very careful here. You know, the Department of Justice noted uh, that in, North, in the North Carolina county that they looked at, that uh, the county's discriminatory activities are intentional and motivated by the sheriff's prejudices against Latinos uh, and that the sheriff and other leaders in the county had explicitly instructed deputies to target Latinos for checkpoints and arrests. And I don't want to, of course, imply that every sheriff or uh, law enforcement officer involved in 287G is explicitly – uh, you know, racist or uh, prejudiced against Latinos. But even the existence of the program could prompt the kind of policing that has a bad impact on local communities. This distinction ought to be drawn out uh, many times, which is uh, a sanctuary city and a city that is participating in this 287G program. A sanctuary city is just a city that has decided not to do the uh, federal law enforcement's job. Right. So immigration law enforcement is a federal responsibility. Sanctuary cities, uh, it's not a legal term, sanctuary city, but it's a term often applied to cities or jurisdictions where local police and officials have decided that they will not uh, take steps to enforce federal immigration law or cooperate with federal enforcement agents. 287G is uh, a law enforcement agency getting uh, into an agreement with the federal government that they will enforce certain federal immigration responsibilities. And this is, I think, a, a big problem that we, we shouldn't have state and local police departments being engaged in federal law enforcement. There are federal law enforcement agencies that should be enforcing federal law. And it, it, it blurs the, the line between state and local and federal, which I think is not good for local and state police departments who should be focused on their own communities, not the dictates of uh, Washington. Matthew Feeney is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.